0: Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase.
1: This is Ben Elliott, and I'm the author of the new cookbook, Cooking Like a Master Chef 100 Recipes to Make the Everyday Extraordinary.
0: like a master chef, your 100 deliciously creative recipes motivate us home cooks to push up our sleeves and get some good
1: food on the table. Can you
0: give us your culinary manifesto?
1: <laughs> I guess that, you know, that's something that I actually came up with and wrote when I was 25 and, and kind of running my uh, my kitchen for the first time. And it was a, just a set of beliefs um, that looking back on eleven years later, I guess still uh, still make a lot of sense to me, which is uh, allowing food to just taste like itself, not to uh, muddle it and turn it into something crazy, to pay respect to ingredients the farmers uh, the farms where the ingredients come from, um, you know how to, to really be humble in the kitchen and you know look at it as almost like your dojo and how you keep it clean and orderly and uh, you know those kind of help mold your your entire being and mindset uh when it comes to being in a kitchen and cooking so um i I think it's fun to to have that be part of the cookbook
0: in the foreword of cooking like a master chef gordon ramsey calls you one of america's most talented chefs
1: when did you first meet him uh, I met Gordon back in 99 when he did a dinner out here in Chicago at the restaurant I worked at, which was Charlie Trotter's. So, uh, you know, to be next to him working, uh, cooking, you know, it was very inspiring. I think I was uh, 21, 22 at the time. And, uh, you know, from there watched his career and, uh, you know, came across his path uh, a few times in between. And then uh, doing MasterChef, uh Being active, I wanted to to, to come out, be part of it, and getting along great. And now seven seasons later, uh, having a the forward to the cookbook, it's it's pretty pretty fun to look back on all that.
0: So on MasterChef or MasterChef Junior, has there ever been a moment when you could tell right away that a certain person was going to be a top contender?
1: Oh, yeah. I think every season we always have fun, kind of like, you know, Sitting at the table and as judges and discussing who we think is going to take the whole thing or who's our top five, who's our top 10. Um, and, you know, what's hard a lot of times is, you know, someone you think is going to win the whole thing, uh, by no fault of their own, all of a sudden gets stuck on a crappy team and um, now they're in a pressure test and they got stuck making dish X that sends them home, you know, it's like, that's just the, the, the tough break.
0: Do you ever learn any new tips or tricks from the contestants?
1: Oh yeah. All the time. I think, you know, if you, you have to be open-minded as a chef, as a person that's, you know, on this, this foodie journey. And, um, you know, when I look at some of the kids from MasterChef Junior put together flavor combinations and, and different techniques that they uh, that they're showing from where they're from, you walk away, uh, you know, learning not just that actual technique, but also I guess a, a new way to look at things because they have such a uh, an innocence, and open mind when it comes to cooking. It's really inspiring.
0: This cookbook is going to be a culinary inspiration for so many people. What was the first cookbook that inspired you?
1: Oh, you know, probably the uh, the, the the old. Betty Crocker cookbook, you know, the, the red checkered tablecloth looking front cover. The Um,
0: one that all of our moms had.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And I still remember always looking through it and not at the, uh, at just the recipe titles, but the, the pictures and, you know, the, the little drawings that were in there. And I, I loved food and I loved, uh, you know, the finished product. I didn't know how to get there. Um, you know, from, from raw to cook state at that age. But that was a big uh, a big book that I loved. I also, uh, the first professional book I guess I saw was a Wolf's Gang Puck Spago cookbook um, when I was uh, dishwashing at a restaurant and uh, really loved that idea of coming up with really creative things and uh, putting your own spin on it. So, you know, that's funny to look back on 20 years later and, and see that I now have my own book.
0: You write music, play it, record it, and you're the culinary director for Lollapalooza. How did that come about?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah I've always been a, a huge music fan, and uh, we play in the kitchen, we play in the dining room, you know, it just it permeates everything that I do. And I, I mentioned to the Lollapalooza people, you know, I wanted to, to cook for some of these headlining bands, and they said, well, we'd like you to, um, you know, maybe come and have a presence at the festival, you know, why don't you uh, have a little food booth and, and offer some stuff. And so I did that, and then the next year uh, kind of we we put our heads together and said, let's take this to a new level. So started overseeing all the food offerings, who was going to come, and, and um, you know, be part of the festival, what bands were going to cook for. And now I think we've seen all the other food uh, or music festivals kind of copy that, get inspired by it, and, and follow Uh, So it's been really neat to look at that journey.
0: If you had to choose, would you rather be on stage jamming with the band or in
1: the kitchen cooking for the band? Yeah, you know, I think I'd rather be cooking for the band, but then I want my band to go out and jam. (laughs) I think all (laughs) the want to want to be rock stars for sure.
0: (laughs) Flipping through cooking like a master chef, I can see so much of cooking is a journey. How has
1: your style matured? I think I now put less ingredients in a dish or on a plate than maybe when I was younger. And as you get older, you realize uh, some of the best ingredients are the ones you leave off the plate because you don't want it to to just be a dish about showing how creative you are or how out there you can be, but reining it in a little and making it delicious and still fun. So I think that that's uh, – I, I no longer have to just try to, to – Wow, and freak everybody out. You know, I've, I've settled down a little bit.
0: Do you still identify with the foie gras lollipop?
1: You know, I love the idea of the foie gras lollipop because you have something that's like you know fifty dollars a pound mixed with something that's fifty cents a pack. So it's you know I look at it as the gateway drug for for organ meats. So <laughs> you've got this rich creaminess uh, juxtaposed with that crunchy effervescent candy. But uh, you know, at the same time. It's not in the cookbook, so it's, it's kind of like the, the unlisted track, you know, on, a, on an album where if people know about it or ask about it at the restaurant, you know, we, we generally will have them.
0: Last night for dinner, I made your recipe for grilled cheese sliders with pancetta and tomato marmalade on page 17. And I made your iceberg wedge with smoked bacon and rope for dressing on page 62. So you have a whole paragraph about marmalade. What exactly is marmalade?
1: Uh, You know, it's like a a classic jam, but stewed down, uh, you know, citrus peel um, that I think at the end of the day, when you taste it, it's a good mix of not just sweet, sour, but also um, some bitter notes that a uh, a lot of Europe focuses on. But over here, I don't think that we use as much, so. I I love the the massive burst of flavor that you get with with marmalade and I also love that like sticky texture, you know, that, that comes with a, a really good one.
0: It really worked with the pancetta and I had a really, really good cheddar. All those oh, flavors yeah, yeah. really worked well together. Talk to me about pancetta versus bacon.
1: So I mean, pancetta, what you have is uh, it's it's basically unsmoked. So it's pork belly that's been uh, cured and rolled. And then with uh, bacon, it's the pork belly that's been smoked, cured, and then um, sliced. So I think when I want a really assertive flavor is when I'll go with the bacon, the panchette is going to give me a little more of that nice, porky, uh, salty flavor, but not that huge burst of smoke uh, and spice that you would get bacon.
0: Where can we find you on the web?
1: Uh, at www.gramelliot.com. And then I also have... Um, uh, GrahamElliottStore.com where you we know, you have mugs and buttons and tote bags and all those other kind of goodies.
0: Graham, thanks for coming on Cookery by the Book Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.